Topic du jour is movies of the 90s, except whatever the French word for week is. Saman. The topic... (laughs) What now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my pronunciation may be a little rough, but it's it's like Saman. The topic de Saman is films of the 90s. But but first I wanna I wanna catch up with you. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell me about your weekend geek, my friend. <laughs> um I watched Trek Nation on Netflix. Was it good? It was really good. Um for people who don't know, it's a documentary with uh Gene Ronbray Jr. did some research about his dad and Star Trek and what made it so cool. I was one of the people who didn't know. I just saw it and went I, I wrongfully assumed that it was another documentary making fun of the geeks. Oh. And so I've been skipping it, so you just educated me. Yeah, it's pretty good. I guess um his son really didn't have a lot to do with him growing up. Um he was a typical angsty, rebellious teenager and um the whole time this is going on, his dad and mom are making Star Trek and he has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what an amazing discovery when he grows up. He's like, they made a what? They made a national, international phenomenon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Good yep. job, mom and dad. <laughs> I imagine that their house would have just been so forward thinking and. Um, well, he interviewed, you know, um, I always used to say Majel Roddenberry, but it's like Mayel. You are kidding. I've been saying Majel Barrett Roddenberry. <laughs> Majel Barrett Roddenberry. <laughs> At least we were both wrong. Yeah. Well, when he said it, it was like, it almost sounded like Eastern European or something. Mayel de Simon. Yeah. So he he interviewed his mom, and uh she was very closed off and made it seem like Gene Roddenberry Sr. was a pretty closed off man, too, that... You know, he had all these ideas, but he only expressed them through his writing. Huh. We are talking about um, Waxana Troy, right? The actress who played her? Yes. I just watched her episode of Deep Space Nine in season one yesterday. <laughs> Funny enough. She's also the voice of the computer on the Enterprise D. She's also, you may not know this, the voice of Inside My Brain. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, and I'm jealous. <laughs> That's what's going on in there all the time. I sound so dumb. I'm not this like giggly and and bubble headedy. That's not a word. Until I talk to you, I swear it's like there are a handful of people in my life, and you're one of them. And I just get so excited to talk to you that I turn into a ditz. I think it's. I think it's right. Fine. Yeah, turn into a ditz. <laughs> That's it. I I as I was listening to our episode five. I decided there needs to be, you need to punish me every time I say the word amazing. Why? I like the word amazing. Because I said it like 72 times in the last episode, and I said it really annoying, like amazing. It's so amazing. It's like the thing I say when I don't know what else to say. So you need to make a discouraging sound if I say that word. What I'll do is I'll um, correct you and say, don't you mean balls?" <laughs> and I'll be like, no, and then my head will explode. <laughs> Two yep. words that are terrible. <laughs> Together. I just, I, I was sitting there listening to it and I was thinking, okay, I was a creative writing major in graduate school and I keep saying that's amazing. <laughs> At least you don't use that, like, California girl draw you're using right now when you say I, it. I felt like I was slipping into it, which <laughs> surprised me, frankly. I don't understand what happened there. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to sound way more intellectual this week. Okay. Is it working? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say something cool, and I forgot it. Oh, what with my yammering. That's okay. Um, okay, I so also you watched Trek? Okay, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, I also watched Oz the Great and Powerful. 
Oh, was it good? It was really good. The critic scores are kind of garbage compared to what the movie actually is. Really? So you thought it was better than the critics are saying that it is? Yes, absolutely. Tell me, tell me two reasons why. Um, because it has Sam Raimi's sense of humor in it, but also at the same time, it's still a grown-up movie. Okay, two like very good reasons. Yeah, it's not like overly goofy. Like Sam Raimi's very subtle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's not. I good. get what you're saying. He's subtle now. I, I totally. I only giggled because I'm immature and my mind went straight to Evil Dead. Yeah, you're thinking it was a like, hard cut in my brain from his humor is very subtle to like, you, know. you will die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it it's very subtle humor and you know it's something that kids could watch, but you know the grown-ups could watch too. And a lot of people that I talked to when I told them I was interested in seeing it, they'd be like, "Oh, it's going to ruin the original, though." And I really don't think that's even possible because. It's not a remake, it's a prequel. <laughs> I've never subscribed to that either, that somebody making another thing ruins the first thing. No, it doesn't. The first thing is still the first thing. Especially when it's um, a prequel and not yeah. like a reboot. You can have separate feelings about different things. It's not like they automatically all fuse together and how you feel about one must inevitably affect how you feel about the other. Yeah. Especially with something based off of literature. Um, I feel the same way about comic book movies. It's like, look, this came from another genre, and it's a, it's an interpretation of a book to begin with. So if you don't like the movie, do you have to hate the book? I just I think it's a slippery slope argument. Yeah, I agree. But I'm In also, faces. <laughs> I agree all over that. <laughs> it's amazing that you agree with me. <laughs> oh, my God, it's totally amazeful. You didn't make the note. Oh, yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> There's going to be punitive action. <laughs> Audrey trying to use big words to save image. <laughs> you were saying. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I've already heard that um, they're working on another Oz movie, um, which is kind of exciting. There, I'm looking right now, there are 14 Oz books, believe it or not. I didn't know that. All yeah. by L. Frank ba- ba- Baum? Baum? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Bomb, 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 bomb. He's Major, Major Barrett Roddenberry's cousin. <laughs> her cousin. She's her cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a lot of material they can draw on. Um, the only kind of bummer is that Sam Raimi said he's not going to do it. Aw. But any, any particular reason? Um, I guess he liked the story for Oz the Great and Powerful so much that he just doesn't feel there's another story that can speak to him the same way. That's fair. Yeah. His call. But he hasn't read the next story yet. Well, that's, I hope, I don't know what I hope because I haven't seen the movie. I was going to be like, I hope he changes his mind. But then I was like, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that because I have two barriers keeping me from seeing the movie. One, and I don't want to be all judgy, judgy. I don't, I don't like hopping on the hate bandwagons or anything, but I, um, I struggle with James Franco. Mm. I don't love him. I don't, I don't, I just don't get him. He doesn't, his acting style doesn't appeal to me. I didn't like him till I saw him in Milk, and then I liked him a lot. Maybe I have to see that, because I have not seen that yet. I've, I've only seen, you know, James Franco hosts the Oscars and <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely check out Milk if you can. I feel like, um, and I've seen him in Freaks and Geeks, of course, which I feel like was the role he was born to play. Yeah, I agree. He's fantastic in that. He is amazing in that. Oh my god, he's so great. <laughs> <laughs> the other barrier is that, uh, I, after I was in The Wizard of Oz, which is so, like in high school, not a big deal, but it, The Wizard of Oz is such a popular thing that I wasn't expecting when we did that musical in high school for scary people to come out of the woodwork. Uh, you mean like stalkers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it was so I, as a sophomore in high school, I'm just doing a high school play, just high school Wizard of Oz. And after the play, there would be, will you sign, will you sign this doll? Will you sign? And I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just a high school kid, right? <laughs> 
It had nothing to do with me. Nothing. It was just people who love the Wizard of Oz so much that they'll go to anything having to do with it. So it was a little, a little scary. Wow. Those are probably the same people that say that Oz the Great and Powerful sucks. (laughs) Probably. They're like trying to sabotage the film. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. I'll give you a, a hint of how Sam Raimi's humor works in it. There's a scene where, um, Oz meets the Munchkins for the first time. And they start to break out into song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, this isn't what I thought this movie was going to be. <laughs> but then Oz cuts them off and he's like, stop that. <laughs> I, I'm not in the mood for that. That's awesome. So it like cuts the musical just completely out immediately. <laughs> okay. Well, now that makes me want to give it a chance. Yeah, it's pretty and, good. And I like Michelle Williams too. So. Yeah. And Rachel Weiss. It is Rachel Weiss, right? I believe so. Cool. Except I always want to call her Rachel Weiss. Because <laughs> you are German. Because I'm German. No, I'm not. I'm just weird. I'm not German. I'm just weird. The title of my first comedy album. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I had, I keep a list of things that I think will make funny or relevant tweets. <laughs> Most of them do not ever appear on my actual Twitter feed because I'll think it's really funny in the moment and then I'll go back and be like, oh no. And number 55 on the list is in Latin, James Franco means perpetually confused facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because James Franco isn't in Latin, but you right. know, I that's sh- all I got for my James Franco. That's my James Franco anecdote. You should print them as a book. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible, discarded jokes, in quotations. <laughs> Untweeted tweets. <laughs> Untweeted tweets. You're genius. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. So how was, how was your week? Oh, man. It was really good. I'm a little sad today because my dad left. Oh. He guys, was here for two weeks. You did the Harry Potter-ness? We did. I stayed out of Harry Potter jail this week. Awesome. I was That's afraid great. I'd have to bust you out of Azkaban. <laughs> I also managed to stay out of trouble at the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex. That's good. Which is probably my favorite place in the entire state. And I also want to hop over fences and go places where I shouldn't. So I stayed out of trouble there. I think you'd end up in Guantanamo Bay if you got <laughs> trouble in trouble there. <laughs> it wouldn't be cool like Azkaban. I think if you get in trouble in Florida in general, you end up in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> they have crazy rules down here. If you get pulled over with, like, a taillight out, you just get put on the chain gang. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, so I had a good week. We watched almost all of season one of DS9. Fantastic show. It made me cry a couple times. I was like, what the what? This show's making me have feelings. Why, why didn't you ever watch it before? I don't remember. It's like I blocked it out. It's like all, all I remember is being a kid and, and watching it, but I don't remember how I felt about it. I just so so for me, it's like all of the feelings about it are so new. Right. So we did that and that was pretty much it for my weekend geek, I think. Nothing earth shattering. I didn't run into any celebrities on the way to a bathroom or So one of the many things I wanted to be when I grew up was an astronaut. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, astronaut, doctor, lawyer, you know, the typical (laughs) unobtainable careers. Um, (laughs) So did you get to do any of that stuff, like ride in the chair that twirls you around and makes you puke? Aaron, this is why we're friends. I love you so much that that's the first thing that you brought up, because that's I talked to Jake about that on the way there. (laughs) (laughs) And the first time I ever met... uh, one of like the official media people of the Kennedy Space Center. That was the first thing I asked. I was like, <laughs> "Where's the hey, chair? Do you have that? <laughs> do you have that the, the the gravity chair?" And the way that I explained it was, you know, the one from Space Camp, right? The movie. Was... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "That was filmed in Alabama." She was very nice. She was like, "No, we do not have that." I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> but I talk about it every time I'm on the way there. I'll talk. I'll turn to Jake and be like, "Do you think they have the chair yet?" And he'll be like, "No, honey, no." Well, Space Camp only has a uh, 5.4 on IMDb. They're wrong. That is ruthless, ruthless yeah. score. 
Do you remember Space Camp, the movie? Yes, I, I think I probably watched it a couple times, actually. We watched it in fifth grade on, like, some random day, and I was completely captivated. <laughs> I felt like it was this real drama with, like, palpable tension, and I, I remember, like, you know, they had, they, you have to split up movies into two-parters in grade school so you can fit them into the class period or whatever, and I remember being, like, devastated when I figured out I wasn't going to be able to finish the movie in one day, and I was going to have to wait until tomorrow to see what happens. <laughs> I love that movie. I love it. And you know what? John Williams did the score. Oh, really? So it's phenomenal. So we listened to that on the way to the Space Center. This is a good segue into our next segment, actually. Yes, it is. Which is? Um, we're going to talk about our favorite 90s movies. Woo! Unfortunately, Space Camp was 1986, so... We like must talk year. of it no more. No! <laughs> I did a little preparation. Me too. I just wrote down titles and years. Okay, me too. Except I did write down years. <laughs> I was far too lazy to look that up. So some of them I actually have question marks next to. I'll get IMDb ready. Okay. <laughs> you get it fired up. <laughs> um, my list is in chronological order, too. That's how prepared I am. <sighs> Stop that. Stop being organized. What have I said about that? I said not to do it, Aaron. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, so how did you... I'm interested in the process of how you formed your list of your most... What do we say? Favorite, most important to you 90s movies? Yeah, favorite slash important. I'm looking at my list, and I don't know that any of these were overly important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> so I think we could easily say favorite. I wish we could have made, we should have made, like, dummy lists. Like, here's what we know they should be. Like, it right. should be Fargo, and it should be Schindler's List, and it should be all these other things. Here's what it actually is. <laughs> like, so we just, let's just give ourselves permission right now for it not to be those movies. Okay. I give okay. you permission. I And, Aaron, I give you permission. There will be no shaming here tonight. Awesome. Not about that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how did you, did you just like list all that? I had to list all of the ones that sprang to mind. And so I made a list of 20 first and then I picked five out of that. And then I ordered those five in order of importance. What I did is I just wrote down, I didn't do start with 20. I started with maybe like 10 and then I looked to see which of those actually were nineties movies. <laughs> I like that you checked and I didn't, so mine's probably like, I, you know, Star Wars. No, Audrey. Like, one of my first choices was Ghostbusters. Um, that's 80s. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what about Ghostbusters 2? I love the part where Statue of Liberty dances. <laughs> that's 80s too. You're looking to me. <laughs> I'm always the backup singer when I sing songs for movies. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I have a brother and you date him. Maybe. Okay. That was the only line from, from Buffy that I'll say all night. I'm really sorry. I mean, P.S. I'm 14 days off Buffy. How's that working out for you? I thought, well, a random Buffy quote just seeped in with no proper segue, so. You're in complete and utter withdrawals then. I really, it's, it's trouble. It is trouble, but I'm trying to force myself because I really believe it's getting unhealthy. <laughs> okay. So you started with 10. Some mm -hmm. of which were 80s movies. So so when you double-checked, did you then go back and cross out the ones that were 80s and then have to think of another one? Yes. Well, no, I, well, I crossed it out, and then I looked at what was left. And then, <laughs> I, and then I picked five from there. Okay. I'm really, really excited to hear your selections. Okay. I'll go first, then. Okay. My first but, one. But are, these are in order? Yes, they're in chronological order. Okay. I like it. My first one is Death Becomes Her in 1992. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> I've probably watched it oh maybe a hundred times or more. What is your favorite part? Um I could tell you my favorite quote right away is when um Meryl looks through Goldie Hawn's hole in her stomach and she goes, I can see right through you. <laughs> I got a little bit of goosebumps on that. <laughs> That's the iconic scene. That's I'm so it's awesome that you pick that scene because that's immediately what you think of. You think of that image of yeah. you know it's good times. I also liked when uh, Meryl Streep is at the piano and she doesn't really quite realize that her head has been 
turned around backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's trying to walk and fall down, falling down, and it's crazy. It's good. Yep. Okay. Number two. Number or two. number four. I forget which order we were going in. Oh, I'm just going in chronological order. So Death Becomes or was 1992. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park for 1993. <gasps> awesome. John Williams movie also. Excellent. Yeah. Earth shattering, earth shattering movie. Yep. That was kind of when I thought maybe I should be a paleontologist. And then I was like, <laughs> that actually is probably really boring. There's science involved in that. What are you, crazy? Yeah, it's kind of like when I thought I would be an archaeologist because of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yes! <laughs> and then I then I saw what archaeology was really like, and I was like, that's dull. <laughs> dig in the dirt. Boring. <laughs> I have to read books and, like, translate stuff? Ugh. X never, ever marks yeah. the spot, Aaron. No, it never does. <laughs> I dressed up as Indiana Jones for career day because I, like misunderstood the assignment like <laughs> and i was like i want to be indiana jones when i grow up and they were like you mean an archaeologist and i was like no i want to be indiana jones like <laughs> which tells you what kind of a, a grip i had on reality sounds like a very firm grip <laughs> definitely which is uh persists to this day i agree okay so so jurassic park yep and then 1994 is the adventures of priscilla queen of the desert yeah <laughs> really excited about that. Right after it in 95 is Hackers. Good one. And then finally in 97 is Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Aaron, we have two things in common. We have two of the same movies. Twinsies. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not Movie twinsies. 90s movie twinsies. <laughs> that's that's going to start trending on Twitter. Well, yeah, because that's probably going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> And it will, it'll have to be our faces over Romeo and Michelle's bodies. I don't know if I'm that good with skin. <laughs> Slightly disturbing Photoshop. <laughs> okay, so any memories you want to talk about or any... any, um, any... I think the most mm-hmm. memorable one of those to me is probably Jurassic Park. Do you, do you remember seeing it in the theater? Yes, and then... Oh, goodness, I think... Pizza Hut might have had a deal where you could you bought like a bunch of pizzas and you could get a VHS <laughs> for free. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they Pizza Hut was all over the movie deals when we were kids. Yeah, and I think I got a VHS copy of Jurassic Park from Pizza Hut. They were the ones who sold the Land Before Time puppets with yep. the with when that movie came out. Yeah, Pizza Hut had all the best deals and they had the best commercials. Do you remember the Pizza Hut? Everybody. Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chung commercial? Yes, I do. Yes, I knew you would! Because <laughs> we're 90s movie twinsies. Yep. That's awesome. But yeah, it was just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, and I, I'm almost hesitant to watch it again, because I'm like, it's now 20 years old. Does I'm not sure that it would hold up. How long has it been since you've seen it? Oh, probably at least 10 years. I watch that movie a lot, still, <laughs> and I can tell you that it, it totally holds up. Well, that's good. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a rewatch. It Indulge. just got re-released in HD, didn't it? I think so, on Blu-ray. Yeah. Wait for a rainy day, though. Okay. That's the best time to do it. Wait so, for a rainy day. Because it rains so much in the movie? Yeah, and then pretend like it's actually happening to you. <laughs> can, can I dress one of my cats up like a T-Rex? <laughs> uh, I think... That should happen every day. <laughs> when I was a kid... Okay, no. I'll save my anecdotes for later. Um, I also have a lot of good memories with Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Such as? Uh, I watched it with my brother a lot. And we argued and fought, like, I don't know, like, six and a half days a week. But there was always, like, this little window of time where we didn't. And it was either watching that or... Um, oh... What's that Christina Applegate movie? Um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, another good one. We had taped um, we had taped it off of TV one night. Awesome. <laughs> and like sat there with our finger on the pause button to pause on the commercials. Yes. <laughs> You're bringing back all the '90s memories. Yeah. So that's that's plus it's just a good movie. It is. It's a great movie. I I. There's there's nothing like the like 
organization feeling at the end of that movie where you're like, wow, she's learned how to cook. She got a job and she put on a fashion show. Yeah, I could never do that. <laughs> she's got it all together. <laughs> and I'm 31 and still don't. I had a crush on the redhead kid. I forget which one. It was one of her brothers, I think. The redhead kid who wore a vest. Mm. And I get him a little bit mixed up with the actor who plays Mimi Siku from Jungle to Jungle <laughs> and the redhead from Silver Your Shorts. It's like a meld of those three. What about Pete and Pete? You... <laughs> I have no familiarity with Pete and Pete, funny enough. Oh. I have no idea why. I think it's because my, my grandma had cable, but I didn't, and so I had, like, limited cable time. You know, when I moved to Clayton, our house had an active cable signal in it, so we unknowingly stole cable for, like, five years. <laughs> five years is the best measurement ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, one time they came to the door, and they are like, you guys have cable? And we were like, no. <laughs> Wait, I don't know why I'm getting such a kick out of this. Is this the cable guy that came to the door? Yeah, he came to the door and he was like, do you guys have cable? We were like, no. <laughs> and he was like, well, we have an active feed coming to this address. And I was like, well, we don't have cable. And I just shut the door on him. And <laughs> were we you lying to... or did you like not understand that what you had was cable? No, I was lying. I totally knew. <laughs> awesome. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose the sci-fi channel. No, nobody does. You know, we couldn't get cable in AMO. Really? You couldn't get it. All you could have was, like, satellite That's dish, <laughs> which we, of course, never did because it was, like, a million dollars. You should have just moved to the big metropolis of Clayton. I remember being, like, envious of people who lived in Clayton because it was a big city. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I, and I would get nervous when I would come to visit there. Uh, and like ride bikes because it would feel like I was riding bikes in traffic. And when I first got my license, true story, when I first got my license, I was afraid to cross State Road 39. Oh boy. I used to make my boyfriend come across the street and meet me in the Mill Creek East parking lot. This is the town that I believe had 700 people posted on the uh, population <laughs> sign. Yeah. And remember the D was missing off the food store sign for like a thousand years? Oh, the whole time I lived there. And in fact, no one even <laughs> called it the food store. We just called it the food the store. The food store, yes. <laughs> Do you know that they finally replaced the D? Really? Except and... the best part is that the D looks like an O. <laughs> so, so it's the food store? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it so much. That store used to sell me cigarettes when I was 16. <laughs> no, they did Yes, they did. Oh my gosh. Well, you got to make a profit. Yeah. No questions asked. Never got carded once. I didn't know you. Well, I didn't, you had a beard though, right? Yeah. So your beard was your card. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You're like, I'll take it. What did you smoke? I'm curious. Um, Marble Reds. Like, Aaron! Like all, like all hillbillies. <laughs> I should call them hillbilly reds. <laughs> Marlboro hillbillies. I'll admit, I, I caved to peer pressure. I hung out with older kids. I smoked once. I won't say at whose house, but it was one of my friends, not Lindsay. Did you throw up? Um, no, because I didn't know how to inhale. Oh, gotcha. I and I felt time. so guilty. <laughs> I If I was Catholic, I would have done like a thousand Hail Marys. I felt awful. <laughs> you know, did you, the, the, Choir used to go on those trips to King's Island, like yes. banded every year. That's when I smoked for the first time. <laughs> That's so, how did you get away with that? Uh, we just all broke off into groups. <laughs> and then my group just smoked cigarettes by Whitewater Rapids. <laughs> it's so crazy because like to me, like I could never, I, I was so chicken about that kind of stuff. So like, I can't even imagine like, I feel like my head's going to explode right now. Like, I can't believe you did that. I'm so impressed slash amazed. I'm like, teach me your secrets. Well, don't be impressed because I threw up in the trash can right <laughs> afterwards. But no Someday, one... if we ever get famous, can we take the podcast to Kings Island and smoke Marlboro Reds by the <laughs> Whitewater Rapids just to do it? And then throw up in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> I mean, bad. That's bad. No, it's pretty great. <laughs> I just had no idea that you smoked. I was pretty discreet. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, I forget how we got on that story. I don't I don't know either. 
Oh, Romy Michelle stealing cable. Yep. How? Food store cigarettes. The, the three style. redhead actors from the 90s being one. <laughs> oh, uh, who, oh, who cares? <laughs> oh, who cares? As I like to say when I'm pretending to be Rue McClanahan from Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, who cares? And I say to myself, water lily. That's what I call myself sometimes. <laughs> you and Joey would probably be besties because he owns every episode of Golden Girls on DVD. <gasps> me too, me too. <laughs> and I only like, it's like if I loan you a DVD, if I loan you a season or two of Golden Girls, it's how you know that we're like, we friend mated for life. Because <laughs> I don't just give them to anybody. Hmm. That's deep. It is. It's special. It's a right of of Audrey friendship passage. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I'm going to talk to Joey about when I meet him. That he would probably really like that. We need to have him on the podcast and talk our top five episodes of Golden Girls. Um, he thinks podcasts are stupid. Well, they kind of are. They are. <laughs> it's I just agree. listening to two people talk on the phone, but it's really fun. I I think it is. Especially when you're hilarious like we are. Oh, this is totally off our topics, but I have a new podcast that I really like that you might you- like. What is it? It's called 99% Invisible. Oh, that's the best name for a podcast ever. We should rename ours. I thought about that the other day. We should call it, like, Giggling Geeks or something. Yes, because everybody else, I, I found one today called Flame On, and it's uh-huh. about gay geeks. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one before. I was like, genius title. All these people have amazing titles, and 99% Invisible is incredible. It, and you, when I tell you what it's about, you're going to be like, Aaron, why do you listen to this? But it's... um. <laughs> It's about architecture. <laughs> is it about buildings that are 99% visible? It's about the parts, um, the parts of architecture that you don't notice. The parts that are like 99% invisible. Okay, is, so you know that actually does make sense. Little Miss Sassy's suggestion isn't so sassy anymore. Here, I'll read you their description. It says, a tiny radio show about design, architecture, and the 99% invisible activity that shapes our world. Wow. Like the last episode was about um, the re- resurgence of hand-painted signs Ugh. for businesses and, like, the art and the skill and craftsmanship that went into them. Um, now, see, I think that's cool. Yeah. But, and, I mean, then again, we're we're NPR geeks, so anything, I, I love radio, I love radio shows, old and new, and so I think it, it makes perfect sense that we would be into that kind of thing. The episode before that was about um, this place in Chile where they um they were rocked by earthquakes, and they started spending all this money to build the city back up. And um, they, so instead of all these little, like, single-family homes, there's now a lot of high-rise um, apartment buildings. Interesting. And they are hired those... a poet to name them all. What? Yeah, this poet was tasked with naming every single one of them. Wow. Are, are high-rise buildings safer for earthquakes? No, they just look better. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, you just changed my life, because <laughs> I'm always afraid every time I'm in a building that something's going to happen. It's a I'm lot... afraid right now. I'm in a building right now, and I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like um, This American Life, but it's shorter. Like, each episode's maybe only 10 to 15 minutes tops. That's wise. Um, and it is on public radio, um, but when it's actually on the radio, it's only maybe three to like eight minutes. I guess a lot of NPR uh, programming blocks often have this strange, awkward block of time that they need to yeah. fill. Like it's either like six or eight minutes. So he does like a, a shortened version of his show, yeah, and then that's put so cool. yeah, you find it at ninety nine percent invisible dot org. Ninety nine percent invisible dot org. Go visit. <laughs> I, I just, I think that's cool about them hiring a poet to name the buildings because I really appreciate, uh, I know I'm kind of like utopian socialist in my mind and I, I like when people will try to integrate art and culture and education into the kind of humdrum everyday parts of life that, that come with making an income and feeding yourself and your family. I, I, I think it's good when we can mesh, try to mesh those things together. I agree. Yeah. What's really weird is that in um, Indianapolis, even a lot of the buildings have names like apartment complexes, and then up here that in Chicago that doesn't happen. Like, it's just an address. Interesting. Oh. Like I didn't know that they did that in Indianapolis. 
Yeah, like I lived in a place called Pickwick Place oh. and um, Westlake. Pickwick Place sounds very like British sitcommy. It all the streets were named after stuff to do with horses. <laughs> of course, because that makes sense in and, downtown Indianapolis. And then the first apartment place I lived in was um, it was almost it was huge and it was almost divided into its own neighborhoods. And my section was all stuff that was named it was tennis jargon. All That's the, so weird. Yeah, all the streets and the buildings and stuff. Like Love Lane and yeah, Shoe Court. <laughs> I don't know any tennis jargon. Ball, Balls, road. something. Yeah. <laughs> Green Felt Drive. <laughs> I don't know. So should we get to your movies? Yeah, but I, I kind of before we hit mine, I'd like to hear what the what your untaken. What the rest of the movies on your list were that didn't make it into your top five or that um, weren't from the 80s. The biggest one I had a problem deciding between was um, Empire Records. Mm. I was torn between that and Hackers. That's a tough choice. What made you choose Hackers? Because um, it has Angelina Jolie in it. That's so funny. I was just about to say, <laughs> is it because it has Johnny Lee Miller in it? <laughs> oh, I snorted. That's all right. Those two crazy kids. I wish they could have stayed together. Right. I don't know why I said that. That's weird. Okay. Cool. It's because Skype uh, likes to reset my mic levels on its own. Stupid Skype. Rude. <laughs> it's going to hang up, hang us up again if we don't talk nice. <laughs> I love you, Skype. <laughs> Maybe it hates me because it's a Microsoft product and I use Linux. And you use an <laughs> Apple product. Yeah. It's like, does not compute. <laughs> You guys are dumb. Like, <laughs> Empire Records is a really good movie. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about it, but yeah. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it, but... I just watched it recently, because it was on Netflix. And by recently, I mean, like, sometime in the last year. I was going to say, is it still on Netflix? I want to watch it. Bye! It might be. <laughs> it might be. It's a special group viewing of Empire Records. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll give you my top five. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to fact check you. I had a, please do, because there's a good chance some or all of these will be from the 70s or 80s. Um, I had a, I had a really hard time with this. I worked on this for a couple of hours, because I'm just that obsessive. I like to make lists, but I like for them to be really clearly defined, and we kind of purposely left ours vague. Like, I know that we were basically, the, the only qualification was that it had to be in the 90s. We didn't have to have seen it in the 90s, just had to be made in the 90s. Yeah, like for Priscilla, I didn't see that till I was 18, probably. Exactly. So with that being the only qualification, I found that it was more difficult for me to make a list because I could do, like, top 10 movies from the 90s about love, or top 10 movies from the 90s that I rented from the Amo General Store, or like... <laughs> <laughs> and never returned. <laughs> so I just, I had to pull from 20. And my top five ended up being number five. I'll count down to the one that was most important to me. Number okay. five is The Big Lebowski. That number was four, 1998. Good job. Woo! <laughs> I couldn't remember because it was set during the early 90s, I think. But I knew it wasn't made in the early 90s. So I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> My number four was Jurassic Park. Ding, 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 ding. Because people don't realize if you weren't alive and coherent when that movie came out, you'll never understand what it was like. Yeah, it was. I mean, you'd never seen anything like that up to that point. Nothing. Nothing. It was it was an earth-shattering movie. It stayed in the theaters. I remember going to see it in the summer when all the displays were out, like the the theater we went to in Indianapolis had like a dinosaur egg nest and, and it was like, it was an event. It was an event movie. And then I also remember going to see it at Christmas in Muncie when I went to visit my sister. So that's how long it was in the theaters. Wow. Am I saying theater is really annoying? Theater, theater. Theater. In the theaters. <laughs> it just, it was so, it was just so mind blowing. It was so amazing. It was just so amazing. <laughs> okay, so that was my number four. 
My number three is Contact. Oh, that's good. It's a good movie. Number two, Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Awesome movie. And number one was Gross Point Blank. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's so good. And it's uh, it's relevant to me in a whole new way than it was. Lindsay and I rented it a ton in high school, and I just watched it again for the first time in, I would say, a few years, and it's relevant to me in this whole new way. Like, there are things that I didn't understand about it that I get now, that right. it's kind of about, you know, growing up, the angst of growing up and all that stuff, but it's... Wait, say it's the name of it again? Gross Point Blank. Like, gross? Like, ooh, that's gross? Like, gr- I think every word has an E on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> IMDb has no information on this movie. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. a movie called Point Blank with uh, Mickey Rourke in it. That's definitely not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it has a 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in the 90s, 1998. I'm googling. <laughs> Gross. Any? Oh, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has Danny Trejo in it, too, who was in Machete. Machete? Yeah. Okay, only an E on the gross and the point. The okay. blank is without the E. <laughs> oh, now it's pulling up. Maybe my internet was being slap, slow. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. Okay. And also, uh, John Cusack, completely crushable. Why did, why would I, did I look at that and my, I first read it as Joan Cusack? Because she's in it, too. Oh, is she? (laughs) It's a double win. It's the Cusack siblings (laughs) together again. Oh, and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he's uh, he plays this wonderful, he's a bad guy. The grocer? Yeah, he's a good bad guy. Awesome. And, and, I always call him Alan Alda by mistake, and then I get really mad at myself. (laughs) So let me double check this. Oh, for crying out loud. Alan Arkin, Alan Arkin, not Alan Alda. Oh, gotcha. So it has Alan Arkin as a a psychiatrist, and he's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant in a role. And it blew my mind seeing him in it when I was a kid, because I only knew him from Wait Until Dark, which is a thriller from the 60s with Audrey Hepburn. I'm so jealous of your movie knowledge sometimes. Don't be jealous. It's You're... probably unhealthy. It's it's a lot of wasted like hours, days, and years just sitting in front of a television. I did the same thing, but just with TV shows and video games. Well, I'm I'm jealous of your video game knowledge. <laughs> we should we should open up a, a center for learning about movies and video games. Yes, <laughs> we'll be rich, rich. I tell you. Oh, I would love to teach all about. Movies. <laughs> I'd love to teach a film class, I think they call that. Oh, really? A film class? I used to, to use movies to teach creative writing at Ball oh, really? State. That was fun. Was that part of your graduate program? Oh, yeah, I had an assistantship. Oh, you mean un, like slave labor, basically? Yes. <laughs> Except I didn't know any better. I thought it was like, I was like, you're going to pay me to go to school? Like, I was, I thought it was the world's most amazing thing. Little did you know. I Nobody warned me, though, that when you teach uh, at, at the college level, that the, the fall semester is an amazing experience when you're a teacher, and the spring semester is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> Why is that? Because the students are all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the fall, and they've all got their – it's – it's like they haven't gone through a winter yet. And then on a college campus, you go through a winter and it makes you just bitter and hardened because you're walking to and from class and everybody just wants it to be warm and they want to get to spring break. And it's the enthusiasm is gone in the second semester. <laughs> I never went to college, sad face. <laughs> no, you just skipped all of that. Yeah. You're I went lucky. straight straight to the school of hard knocks. And I went for a decade. <laughs> Anyway, for both of us, lots of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. I think it's true, though, that, like, a four-year degree really takes, like, five years now. Oh, I'll just keep telling myself that. <laughs> you don't – It's school's one of those things where it's, like, 
I, I know this is a terrible thing for somebody to say who went to school, but you really don't need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously pro-education, obviously, and I like education because being the utopian socialist that I am in my brain, I'm just sort of like, you mean there's a place where I can go and linger for years and just learn things and read books and visit fountains? I'll do that. Like, it just seemed like the thing to do, but you don't need it. Well, I, I I feel that to some extent, but then I think, uh, would I still be working in a mall if I had a degree? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not fabulously wealthy. I have a degree, and I'm like, I'm self-employed, which is a hustle, <laughs> to say the least. I've almost been working in a mall for a decade and a half. <laughs> I think it would be fun. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I thought it would be fun, too, and here I am, like, 14 years later. <laughs> Do you get discounts on things? Um, at my store. Awesome. Um, and at the, um, vitamin store next door. They give us 10% off, but our sales tax is 9.5%, so it doesn't really help a lot. I think it sounds like a sitcom. I think it's, <laughs> like, to me, you live out this TV show life, you know? It's like clerks, but with more people. <laughs> and less funny. <laughs> <laughs> and probably less cursing. No, probably more cursing. <laughs> uh, I just always liked the idea of having my own place, having a store, you know, like it's always sell? glamorized in the movies, you know, like when they pull up the gate in the morning and they have a coffee in their hand. What would you sell? Uh, movies. <laughs> of course. Of course. Eno Suncoast went out of business, right? <laughs> I'm going to champion the reopening of Suncoast. <laughs> Audrey Coast. <laughs> Movie memorabilia, books, movies. I guess I'd be Barnes & Noble. <laughs> but smaller. <laughs> but more movie-y. And just stuff you like. Yeah. And I wouldn't let anybody take anything because I wouldn't think they could appreciate it, and I'd be shut down in, like, three weeks. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of here! Um, do you have any movies that might be honorable mentions for your list? Because as we've been talking, I've thought of three already. Well, since I made a list of 20. <laughs> um, my honorable mentions were Nightmare Before Christmas, Jackie Brown, Edward Scissorhands, Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs, Can't Hardly Wait, Groundhog Day, Wayne's World, A League of Their Own, Fifth Element, Independence Day, The Truman Show, Run Lola Run, Only You, Now and Then, and, I'm not ashamed to say, X-Files, Fight the Future. That's an excellent and well-rounded list. Thank you. <laughs> I worked hard on it. I only have three follow-ups because I've just thought of them just now. <laughs> what are they? Um, Dick Tracy in 1990. <sighs> Great one. Yeah. Um, let me just say that is when I realized that Madonna was awesome. Sweet. She was awesome in that movie. Yeah. She's really not the best actress, but she was good for that role. The soundtrack was amazing. Uh, I still listen to it sometimes. <laughs> it's good. Sooner or later, you're, I don't know what the title of the song is. It might be Sooner or Later, but. Yeah, I think so. It's a good song. I wanted one of those watches so bad, like the little radio watch. Yes. Never got one. Maybe um, that can be fixed someday. <laughs> my second favorite, or sorry, my second runner-up was What About Bob? Oh, man. <laughs> You're making excellent choices. That's a Frank Oz movie, by the way. Bill Murray just makes me laugh nonstop, usually. I'm sailing! <laughs> and Richard Dreyfuss is pretty funny in there, too. I feel so sorry for his character, though. Yeah, he just, like, doesn't get it. Well, he just ends in such a sad... It's such a dark ending. Yeah, it is. <laughs> in a good way. I like that I like that they went there, you know? Yeah. By the way, I've just been reaching down beside the chair to get my cat to come over so I could pet it, but he left, <laughs> like, <laughs> before I realized he was gone, so I've just been wiggling my hand at the thing. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> nope, nope. And we'll set it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> you have your cat. 
My mine's just staring at me like she wants to kill me. <laughs> uh, my third runner-up is Mr. Holland's Opus. Another, I've never seen that, believe it or not. Surprisingly, another Richard Dreyfus movie. He was the man. Hey, is, is Hook from the 90s? Let me check. Click, click. Uh, yep, 1991. I should have put that on my list. I think I would... I think that's a pretty critically ill-received movie, isn't it? You know, I was surprised to find out that it was, because I... I was too. Well, there's a... a, Jake got a Steven Spielberg book. There's a new one that they released over Christmas. And you go through, and the author's, you know, writing about the movies, and just a little little mini essays on each of Steven Spielberg's movies. And you get to hook and they're talking about it. Like it's like the bastard child of Steven Spielberg. And it's upsetting. It upset me. Like I started to get mad. I was like, stop talking about hook like that. Like I, I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking it was amazing. And I and really I had a big Peter Pan fixation. I don't know what that says about my personality now, but <laughs> it makes sense. All creative types never want to grow up. Yeah. I, I was, I love the Disney movie. Do you remember this cartoon that was on Fox about Peter Pan? It was called, maybe called Peter and the Pirates, I think. I don't. I don't have any memory of that. And Peter Pan had, like, dark brown hair. Hold on. Typing, typing. Typing, IMDBing. I don't know. That's not coming up. Um, But then Hook came out, and I was like, oh, my God, it's like real people, Peter Pan. (laughs) It's not cartoons. I just... I love the look. I love the kind of iconic fantasy look of that movie. The mermaids and the the extra piratey pirate ship. Like, I like that it's a big movie and a broad movie. Uh, again, you've got an amazing John Williams score. And the stuff with the Lost Boys. Yeah. I can't watch that stuff without crying. I actually haven't been able to watch that movie. This, okay. I'm going to take it to our very first deep place. Okay. Here you go. Ready? Breathe in. Breathe out. I have not been able to watch that movie since I came back from a four-month volunteer stint in Romania where I worked with street children because they are like the real lost boys. Like they're the real lost boys of the world. And when I came back, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. And when I came back, I can't, I can't watch it because I am immediately at the first sight of a single lost boy. I'm just a, a pile of tears. Like, and especially like I tried to do a version therapy once and just skip straight to that dinner scene where they have to pretend like they have food and then they do, which is this wonderful, beautiful, whimsical thing. But then when I started, when I think about it in context as like this fantasy mirror to the real life lost boys, like I just, I can't, I'll just start crying uncontrollably. And then I shut down for like two days. So I think he was doing something more poignant than people realized with that emphasis on the lost boys. Yeah, I could say that totally. Or maybe I'm just like, I always am connecting dots that don't need to be connected because I'm oversensitive, but whatever. (laughs) Um, my only complaint about Hook. I know what it's going to be. What? Go ahead and guess. I'll tell you if you're right. Giant Tinkerbell. (laughs) Not that it was giant, but that's maybe the actress portraying Tinkerbell. Yeah, it was a miscast. I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest Julia Roberts fan. I'm not either. Okay. I could take it a step further and just say I really don't like her at all. (laughs) I was trying... Tell me I, the whole truth, Aaron. I was trying to sugarcoat it in case you were like, oh my god, she's the best. I wrote her my second fan letter <laughs> when I was ten. I really just, I just don't think she has a lot of depth, and she's always just like the same person in every movie. I think it's sort of like, I mean, with a leading lady like that, it's it's less about her and more about the types of movies she's in. Yeah, she's just never been in a good movie, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Except in Hook, but she... I was going to go more for, like, demographic. Like, maybe she's not in your demographic. Like, maybe, you know. It's just like, when my mom talks about Sandra Bullock, and I have to just smile and nod, and I'm like... (laughs) On the inside, it's like a knife. Inside of me, I'm like, oh, she's my least... (laughs) She's my least favorite actress, and she's your favorite. 
Does um, she know your your shameful secret? No, I've never told her. Oh no. I've even sat through a couple of her movies with her because my mom loves her so much. Ooh, ooh, what movies did you have to watch? No, I knew you were gonna ask that. I've already started to look it up. You blocked them out of your psyche. It was one where she um some like crazy guy was in love with her, I think. Maybe hmm. IMDB help me. Help was me. She in, was she in rehab? Um, no. There's like someone that fell in a huge hole. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, because <laughs> this is not sorting correctly. I need to just sort by release date. It's this movie where this little kid opens accidentally opens the portal to hell in his backyard. I think it's called The Gate. I would and watch that's, that. That's not a Sandra Bullock movie. It has, like, a guy's name in the title. Chasing Rodrigo. Sounds like it. That's what it is. That's definitely what it is. It sounds Sandra Bullock's Chasing Rodrigo, in which a guy falls in a hole. <laughs> and, and, no, wait, we gotta come up with a good tagline for this. He didn't, when he fell, it wasn't just into a hole, it was for her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, I will get this. He lost more than his mind. He lost his heart. <laughs> Audrey, oh you're fired. I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> no more terrible log lines. Oh, it was all about Steve. Oh, I've never seen that, but I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, she's like, her job is to write crossword puzzles. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Um, and... Then, like, someone falls in a hole, and then, like, um, it has Professor Chang from Community in it. And, yeah, well, it's the only plus. (laughs) I loved that it was, it all started with some guy falls in a hole. (laughs) Like, who sold that to the movie studio? I don't know. So stupid. Picture it. A guy falls in a hole. (laughs) Sandra Bullock is a quirky... Puzzle lady. <laughs> it's gonna sell like hotcakes. It actual... probably did. Oh, probably. And it's rating, um, oh well. It has a 17 out of 100 on Metacritic. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty generous, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's like my favorite thing that happened all day was you trying to explain what the movie was. <laughs> And figure don't out the you, title. Don't you love it in movies when people have these really glamorized jobs and you're like, how are they making all that money? <laughs> they write well, crossword puzzles, they're waitresses. Yeah, nothing that real people do. And and they live in these lifestyles they could never afford in these amazing apartments and they're fashionable and their hair is freshly highlighted and you're like, come on. None of them uh, work at Spencer's and live in a basement. Are you allowed to say where you work? You have to bleep that out. Eh. I I doubt anyone's going to listen from work. Aaron, we've been listening to your podcast. (laughs) You're fired. Hooray! (laughs) We're going to push you into a hole. (laughs) And Sandra Bullock's going to come talk to you for an hour. (laughs) It's worse than getting fired. (laughs) And then Julia Sandra Roberts going to listen to this, and we're going to get in trouble. And then Julia Roberts is going to come do her stupid laugh in your face for ten minutes. Have you ever seen Tina Fey's impression of Julia Roberts' laugh? No, but I'll YouTube it. Uh, so good. <laughs> I like. I will admit, I have these weird fixations with movies. I know, shocker. <laughs> but I was even worse about them in high school. In high school, I would, like, latch on to a movie and go see it in the theater, like, five, six, seven times. And You're uh, weird. I, <laughs> you're weird. I judge you. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> One of them was Runaway Bride. I went to see Runaway Bride, like, five times. Wait, isn't that a Sandra Bullock movie? No, it's Julia Roberts. Oh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, different hair color. <laughs> But I love, um, Joan Cusack is in that movie. It's a Gary oh, Marshall I think, movie. I think I've seen it. I it's think. good. I like it. I would, I'd like to, I would like to argue for Julia Roberts 
in Runaway Bride? No. No? <laughs> okay, what about, what about Pretty Woman? On that note, we are just about out of time. <laughs> See ya. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Click ding. <laughs> Never gets old. Except it did the first time I did it and has ever since. And then I put it at the end of the podcast to haunt you. <laughs> has Sandra Bullock ever been in like an edgy movie? Or Julia Roberts? No. Oh, oh, Mystic Pizza. You're gay. You have to love Mystic Pizza, Aaron. It's, le- it's a legal clause. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. Um, Sandra, Sandra Bullock was in The Net. Oh, snap. That's one of those movies that it's got to be hilarious to watch because she's probably like, if I don't get this floppy disk to the <laughs> drive center, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It probably doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> I hope not. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> the Net, let's get it. <laughs> Knew she dated Ryan Gosling? Really? For like two years. Lucky, I made that up. I don't know how long she dated. Lucky brat. <laughs> <laughs> were you just choke were you just choke laughing at me? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to hide it because when I listened to last week's podcast, it was like a bunch of gross slurping noises, and I was like, I'm disgusting. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you didn't hear me slurping earlier. Oh, <laughs> uh... I think that about kills it, huh? Are you? Oh, I thought you were looking something up for some reason. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking about food now because I'm hungry. You need a pizza. I'm having pizza. <gasps> I have pizza. <laughs> twinsies. <laughs> pizza twinsies. <laughs> I was like really prepared to talk about like Independence Day at length and defend my love of it and go into depth about the clothes they wear in Romeo and Michelle. I think we, I think we covered it. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we got it. <laughs> we I can hope do... you can find Mystic Pizza. Oh, I probably can. I'm pretty resourceful. It's really good. No, no. it's not good. It's not. Wait, but... um, I'm remembering an episode of 30 Rock where Jenna is in a musical version yes. of Mystic Pizza. Yes. <laughs> That's annoying that I keep doing that. No, it's not. I'm very singy tonight. That's all right. It's the wine. <laughs> I had coffee. Me too. That's what <laughs> I meant to say when I said wine. Coffee-flavored wine. Yes. They make that, and they make hot pepper wine, too. I've had hot pepper wine in Florida, actually. I bet we had it from the same vineyard. Um, it was a, I had a, some gift shoppy thing on some pure-like thing in St. Petersburg. With fake alligators and a Confederate flag. Uh, that sounds about right. There's <laughs> there's a place where you could pay like five bucks to feed pelicans. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like every tourist stop here in Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh, my cat is sitting here staring at me just out of reach. If you just put your hand down by the chair, he'll leave and um, let me let me <laughs> wiggle my fingers in the air for ten minutes and look insane. Yeah, Joey will walk in and be like, "What are you doing?" He's actually in the room this time. I I didn't do it privately. Hi, Joey. <laughs> I have head- do you have headphones on? I have headphones on. Oh, dang it. <laughs> P.S. Is it offensive that I said you should know what Mystic Pizza is because you're gay? No. Okay, just checking. I was like having. I well, I started having panic, and I was like, oh my gosh, when I hang up, is he gonna be like, you're never gonna believe what she said? I'm pretty hard to offend. Okay, good. <laughs> Me too. But but I'm very easy to offend people that makes i always say the exact wrong thing or like i mean to say one thing and it comes out the exact opposite way like you're you're hard to offend but you are easily offensive yes (laughs) (laughs) that's a better way to put it than easy to offend (laughs) a nate or whatever i said that was totally wrong see i don't need to go to college (laughs) you don't you always know what to say better than i do and i went for writing you learn you learn words good. <laughs> Me make words for living. I made a pizza. That's what I should have gone to school for. <laughs> pizza thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. We've been talking for an hour. That's I'm sorry. A- Let's cut it off. Okay. One, two, three, go. <laughs>
Um, um, our music is by Five Year Mission. Visit them at fiveyearmission.net and and um, I love you. <laughs> feel free to uh, send us a a half episode if you want. You can send it to bfg.podcast at gmail.com. I like it. Um, if, if we yours, don't get one, I'll just do I'll do one next week. Yours did pretty well. I think last time I looked, it had like 28 downloads or something. Woo! Yeah. 27 of those were me. <laughs> Compared to our other episodes, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four? Um, no, all of them are double digits. Yes. Yeah. Tens and elevens. Um, I think episode four was our most of like 28. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. my fault. I'm totally disorganized. That's okay. I like being disorganized. Okay. It was really fun to talk with you and talk movies. I agree. We'll do it again sometime. Maybe in a okay. week or so. Okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I'll think of new ways to say accidentally offensive things. And learn a new um, adjective to overuse. <laughs> and I have nothing to say because I can't think of any adjectives because I went to school for creative writing. <laughs> yes, I will do that. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Enjoy your your wine, I mean coffee. I'll enjoy my coffee. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Technology, it's attacking me.